and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paradigm Playbooks Podcast. Uh, Today, we're talking about management made simple. Uh, Inspiration comes from the one-minute manager, the quickest way to increase your own prosperity uh, by Kenneth Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. Um, this is a cool book. It's been around for a while. It was a book my father handed me when I graduated college. Um, and I think the, the points in it are, are timely and resolute, right? They're, they're, they're kind of ever present. Yeah. And, and Ken Blanchard kind of with, with the help of other authors has, um, parlayed this into a series of one minute, um, books yep. and advice, which are all fun reads. It's a very short book. Um, it gets to the point. It's a it's a one sitting book, I think. Yep. But it gets right to the point. And by the way, the other uh, author, Spencer Johnson, was our friend from Who Moved My Cheese. Yeah. So it's like you know these authors get together, they do great work. Yeah. And the quote here is help people reach their full potential. Potential. Catch them doing something right. Um, and there's three techniques uh, for an effective manager, right? And it's it's first one minute goals, one minute praisings, and one minute reprimands. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. The book is written, you know, as a as a little story, so it, it's kind of fun and easy to read. But it's how the new manager discovers those one minute um, tasks. Yeah, and you'll find you'll find a theme in some of these um, kind of management books or these culture books where they they tell it through telling a story to try and give a real a real connected example of what they're trying to teach in it, but. Um, for me, you know, I usually read through the story quickly and try and pull out the big points that make sense because I don't, uh, the story is what the story is and is, is whether it was made up or real or an experience to me, it's how can I extract that and then implement it in my business? And so the implementation to me becomes the most important thing, which is really what we want to talk about as we go through the three pointer here. Um, give them a little background on the book and then, and then let's jump in here. So again, it, it's written as as a fable for managers. It's probably uh, affected more managers than any other book, you know, uh, in the current era. But it um, it tried to simplify it. And so in the beginning, we said, you know, it the purpose is to improve your life. Mm-hmm. So if you manage right, you shouldn't be stressing out over what it takes to manage. So even if it's a reprimand or you, you know, some someone's not fulfilling their goals, um, it's how to handle that. Keep yourself at ease with it as well as the employee and let's concentrate on moving everything forward. And I would go as far to say, because I always rely back on the process, these are processes for how you can manage situations that, that are going to arise in, in your, um, in your business, right? And so the three pointer is number one, one minute goals. Number two is one minute praising. And number three is one minute reprimands. Um, and the importance of that is don't belabor anything, 
be be refined and resolute in what your objective is and you don't you can you can get rid of the fluff and the the posturing and the redirects and all that stuff mm-hmm. um praising people doesn't always work if it's combined with redirects right yeah. and and i'll i'll use a a really good example that we use in my household um when we talk about apologies in in my house and i have four four young kids and we're teaching them to be respectful of each other and obviously uh, adults and parents and, and that. And one of the things you're not allowed to do in my house when you apologize is say, but, yeah. and that's the idea of that redirect, right? So Steve, I'm very sorry I treated you that way, but you were being a jerk. That's not an apology, yeah. right? That's, that's me just, just justifying my action. The apology is Steve, I apologize for treating you that way mm-hmm. and move on. That's how you know it's apology. So part of this is, is keeping those redirects away from this, right? Yeah, and um, and we'll talk about it, but keeping sincerity as a part of of all those things, um, and you know, always have with the mindset that we want the situation and both individuals to be improved at the end of the whole process. Absolutely. So let's talk about one minute goals. Um, yeah, the idea here is goal setting is is telling people what to do or having people come to you with what they need to do to fulfill the objective you laid out for them, right? Um, everybody in business should know about smart goals. If you don't, it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely, right? Um, if the goals aren't smart, they're seldom achieved, right? right? Um, specific thing, like I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay. I want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days and... Uh, now I have a smart goal. Just I want to lose weight is a, is a bad goal. How you want to lose weight would be but, the, the smart but goal. You're saying I want to lose 100 pounds in 30 days yeah. is not achievable. Correct. So that's not a realistic goal. Agreed. So all that. So, you know, achievable, realistic. I would add uh, in writing. Um, and shared I, with others. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of um, pieces to a, to a good goal. But I think sharing is an important one. Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about goals from, from the origin is that, you know, and I don't know the statistics, so I'm, I'm totally, totally misquoting the information here, but it's, if you have a goal in your brain, you achieve it like 5% of the time. If you have a goal that you write down, a SMART goal, I'm talking specifically about SMART goals. Uh, you have a goal that you write down and you achieve it like 15% of the time. You have a goal that you write down and you share with somebody else, you achieve it like 40% of the time. And it goes up from there until you have a goal you write down, you put in front of you every day and you share with everyone you know. Yeah. Right? Because that's the accountability. That's the yeah. key to goals is the accountability mechanism. If I if I saw Steve six months ago and said, Steve, I'm going to start on a weight loss journey. And he said, oh, okay, good. You know, good luck. <laughs> but if I came to Steve and said, listen, Steve, I'm going to start working out three days a week. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to build muscle mass. And I'm going to do it in the next six months. Now we have a different thing. Now, next time I see Steve, if it's six months later, yeah. he'll know. Yeah. Right? All right. It's so- all good. So um, as you're working through goals with, with people that, you know, that are in your circle, you want to, you know, show them what to do, model the behavior that you're asking them to do if it's a behavior goal, um, and then tell them, show them, and it should be very simple. You can't get all convoluted and too complicated with what you're doing in the goal setting stage. Um, and just to parlay something that's not in this book is compensation should not be complicated either when it comes to achieving goals, right? If you want someone to get something done, 
reward them for it clearly and simply, and it'll make the goals a lot more achievable. Um, so one of the things in here that I think is important that uh, a lot of business owners forget is the modeling. Um, you know, and I'll go right back to, to, uh, my family. They're all my kids are athletic. They all want to be athletes. They're into it. My wife and I were both college athletes. I had let myself go a little bit and realized that if I really wanted my kids to, to know what to do, I had to show them because you can tell them for so long. Oh yeah, whatever dad, you know, but when I show them that I work out and that I'm doing all the things that it takes to be successful in that, that modeling behavior is important. So when I go into a sales meeting, typically I role play. Mm-hmm. So we go around the room, people are doing role play. I'm involved in that. I'm modeling the behaviors that I want. So give examples, not hypotheticals, right? Well, you could do this. No, here's what I do in that situation. Or here's what I did in this situation. Or that reminds me of a situation I had. Or here, let me show you how I would do it, role play. And sometimes you have to get them started with an idea. It's like, you know, we just did one, which was individual development plans, you know, at, at my company. And everybody had to come up with ways that they were going to make themselves better. And to say, I'm going to read three books on sales, mm. it's it's there. But I'm going to read these three books and I'm going to read, you know, 10 pages a day. You know, so that tells me something more. So sometimes you have to tell them, why don't you give me an example of just one book that you're going to read and how much of it are you going to read each day or yep. each week? Yep. And it just, it kind of gets it down to the, drills it down a bit. Yeah, I think the other thing that, that we talk about is, and, and reflecting back on what you were just saying, Steve, is that, you know, you let them try, but just stay with them. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, I, you know, you said you were going to read three books. Mm-hmm. All right, well, have you picked up the first one yet? Yeah. No, so why don't we start with you're going to read one book and you're going to read it in the next 30 days as opposed to three books in the next three months or whatever it may be. Help them. And then the other thing we always do in, in goal setting environments in our company is we do debriefing mm-hmm. constantly. We're constantly mm-hmm. talking about, well, where are we in relation to the goal we set? Did we set a good goal? Do we need to change? Right. I'm not recommending people change goals. If goals are, are structured the right way from the get go, you should never change them. But you also have to be realistic, right? Part of that realistic component of a smart goal is, Hey, did we set a, a goal that was outside the bounds? Right. If you have 200 clients and your new goal is 400 clients, you're going to double the size of your client base in, in a year. Well, how many years have you been in business? Well, I've been in business for 10 years. So you got 200 clients over 10 years and you're telling me in one year, you're going to double the size. You're going how? Right. And then that's where the questions come in. So encourage the self evaluation and have open conversations around this stuff. Yeah. So, so, um, and sometimes you have to drill it down below the results. So getting a new client, let's say instead of, you know, 200 new clients, I'm going to get one new client this month. Well, instead of that saying, okay, what's it take to get one new client? I've got to make 25 prospecting calls. Okay. Now there's yep. something that I can do. It's a process. I'm going to make 25 prospecting goals and maybe you end up with two new clients. Yeah. Goals are, are in sales goals for us. And, and this is not just about sales goals. This is about any goal, but. In our sales goals, we break it down to the daily activity. Yeah, so it's the, the process goals. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last point on the goal side is observe performance. I think this is really important. Often managers hire people, tell them what to do, and then leave them alone to assume yeah. the performance is just going to happen. Right? And, and I love the way you put it. In other words, they abdicate. They don't delegate. Mm-hmm. Right? Stay in management. To stay... Right. To stay in power and control, you have to remain in power and control. And it sounds silly, 
But if you have uh, sales guys that are doing things the way you don't want, or you have a coach that's doing something the way you don't want, and you're unwilling to speak to it and stop it and tell them what you do want, right, you're going to have yourself a problem. So one of the things that I learned in management early, you know, anybody that you hope to manage, you have to be involved with. And involvement is more than just giving them orders and telling them what to do. Involved means you know um, if they're having an issue with a child or you know if they're having a problem at home or something like that. You're involved in them so you can better manage what they do at work if you know the person. Absolutely. We're going to move on to the next two points here because we're, again, these, these <laughs> go pretty quick. But uh, one-minute praising, telling the employee exactly what they've done right. And this is so huge. Don't wait for them to, to, to slay the elephant or to do something monumental. Praise the little wins with sincerity. Mm-hmm. Right? You praise the little wins with sim- sincerity. Uh, it builds rapport. It builds confidence. It builds and builds and builds. And then they do get the big wins, right? So I had, I just had a situation with this where I had a, a sales manager that reports to me and that person has trouble um, portraying what they want to upper management. And they, they, they tend to sound like they're whining or complaining. Mm-hmm. So recently in a meeting, this person came up and made a, a very legitimate, well thought out request. And as soon as, well, actually before the meeting was over, it was a Zoom meeting. So I can text during the Zoom meeting. So I text her, wow, well presented. Yep. You know, it's that simple. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, praising done consistently, the employee who is caught doing something right, even when other things are not going well, has a lasting impact. And it doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have, just has to be, if you recognize it, comment on it, right? That's the key to me. Yeah, and in coaching, a big thing is, you know, we praise them when the athletes have success, praise them when they make a kid smile, when they make a child laugh or giggle, or or when they make a a parent glad they're in your business. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the reprimand because with the praise comes the reprimand, right? Um, This is, is vitally important. Step one, deliver immediately within 24 hours of the offensive behavior, right? So whatever was done wrong, don't, don't sit on it. Don't wait for it. Don't, because it loses its impact. It loses its, its effectiveness and it creates, you know, the, the murmuring under the breath kind of situation. And and if you hit it right away, chances are it's on their mind anyway. You know, when someone screws up, they, they kind of know it. So if you hit on it and, so I always like the sandwich method. You know, they say, you know, put every, you know, reprimand between two compliments. Yeah. So you put it together that way. Um, you get to it right away and it has positive effects, but not hurting uh, effects. Yeah. And I always prefer to reprimand in private as yeah. opposed to the public. Praise publicly, reprimand privately. Yeah. Um, I think it, it builds a sense of trust that is very important in business. Um, and, and the whole reprimand shouldn't be longer than a minute. You don't need to belabor it. Get to the point. You screwed up. Here's what you did wrong. Don't do it again and move on. Yeah. Don't make a day out of it. Yeah. Don't, don't let it linger and make sure that they know that you're not going to let it linger. They shouldn't either. Yeah. Get to the bottom line, be specific and, and try and keep emotions out of it too. Right. I think that's very important. Yeah, and you want to be firm, but non-threatening. This is not a time to say, Hey, I'm the boss. You do what I say. It's like, you know, how do we work through this together and let's come up with some solutions and how do we improve this? Yeah, and leave them with some praise. And, you know, I think an easy way to do that, whatever a scenario is that was bad, find an equal scenario that was good and then apply it 
in a lesson to them. Hey, you did this really well. Next time you're in that situation that you just got reprimanded for, do it that way. You know, and, think of it differently. And if you can pull yourself into any failure, or and, and failure maybe is too strong. It's something that didn't turn out that. Pull yourself into it and say, okay, well, maybe we didn't strategize this right. Maybe I didn't explain it right. Maybe we didn't work out all the details. You know, so pull yourself into that. So they have some company in this area. So the reprimand isn't like, you know, I did everything right. You did everything wrong. You're to blame. So yeah. you don't want to get there. Meet in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, so in summary, it's a simple book with simple concept. The key takeaways are keep the emotion out, concentrate on the action, not the person, leave the conversations on a positive note. Um, and, and do keep in mind, this is not how you manage, right? This yeah. is a concept central to management, not the entire spectrum, right? Yeah, no, there, there are times when you need to use emotion to inspire. You need to get loud sometimes. Yep. There are times to show extreme disappointment yep. but in general it, it's a good book on day-to-day -day management for managing sure. the little things and i think a, a mistake made by too many managers is they let a simple correction become a big problem yeah and and things that i mean don't make a mountain out of a molehill yeah. right right let, let it let it go hey i didn't like this don't do it again thank you and move on um, and then, you know, if it persists, there are times for ultimatums. There are times when stuff gets more serious. We're talking about those simple interactions. You know, one of the, one of the lessons I used to teach was my guys were on the phone. I'd be standing around listening. As soon as they hung up the phone, hey, don't, next time don't say that, say this. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a teachable moment. So again, pay attention to your business, pay attention to what people say and how they act. And you can, you can be a very effective manager with these, with these concepts. Um, all right, that wraps it up for today. Be sure to tune in next week we're find, uh, where we're talking about finding a new market space. Uh, this is an incredible book. This is one of your favorites, right, yeah. Steve? Blue Ocean Strategy is the inspiration, how to, how to create uncontested market space and make competition irrelevant. Um, it's a great book, and it's a great concept. Talk to you guys next week. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.